You ready? Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Up in Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly podcast offers listeners an insider's view into starting and running a business, the ups and downs of risk-taking, and the commonalities of successful people. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Thank you, Gray. My guest today is Mr. Brian Marsh, president and CEO of a fascinating and huge business, Goodwill Industries of Arkansas. You may be thinking... Isn't that the place I take my used belongings after spring cleaning? And yes, it is, but it is so much more. Last year, I had the pleasure of hearing Mr. Marsh speak about the efficiencies of goodwill and knew I had to have him on the radio to tell us more. Their mission since its inception in 1902 has been changing lives through education, training, and employment. I had no idea. In 2017, Goodwill opened Arkansas's first adult high school called Excel Center. In 2018, they provided services to almost 20,000 Arkansans and placed over 6,000 people in employment. In 2019, they held their first class on mental health training, something we need today that people don't like to talk about. I love it. Brian brought his talents to Arkansas from Denver, Colorado in 2013. Since then, he has moved up the success ladder, eventually becoming the president and CEO of Goodwill Industries with over 40 locations across Arkansas. I really liked listening to Brian because first and foremost, he's a businessman who speaks in equitable terms about his goals and accomplishments on some of the toughest social issues we face. Lack of education, generational poverty, reintegrating veterans, starting over after incarceration. It is a pleasure and a privilege to welcome to the table the smart, hardworking, and superb leader, Mr. Brian Marsh. Thank you very much, Carrie. So I went and Googled Goodwill, and is it a charity? Is it a nonprofit? Is it a business? Yes. All of those? All of those. We are a, a non for profit organization. We're run like a business. We have to be. Um, In order to provide the mission, we have to be very effective in our business operations. We operate, as you mentioned, over 40 locations across the state. We take gently used goods that are donated to us. Gently used. And we turn those into opportunities for individuals to get training, education, and jobs. That is exactly what the founder did in Boston in 1902. Yes. Dr. Helms uh, saw the need and the opportunity to provide opportunities for individuals. And so what he did was it was the power of work. It wasn't a hand out. It was a hand up. And so we work at not giving people anything other than the opportunity to make the most of their life and to do what they need to do. So when you donate, you're really helping change lives. Yes. You're not just giving somebody a shirt. No. You're giving somebody uh, education. Yes, a chance. A chance. So I read where uh, Reverend Helm originally started in Boston, Massachusetts. He was a Methodist preacher. Yes. And he took used clothes, and he had unemployed women, maybe men too, I don't know, come and sew and repair these clothes. Yes, and furniture. Oh, and furniture. And then sold that to pay them for the work they were doing. That's exactly what you're doing today. (laughs) It is. It's very close to what we're doing. What people don't understand is, first of all, 96% 
of our revenue comes from the sale of donated goods. And the goods that are donated in Arkansas are sold and the money stays in Arkansas. So they go to help people in Arkansas change their life. And though they're not mending clothes, they're cleaning them up, they're prepping them, they're putting them out for sale, they're pricing them, they're hanging them on racks. Yes. They're they're retailing them, we have, which is a different way of doing it a little bit, but yes. it's basically the same thing. We have a thousand employees almost in the state of Arkansas. That's just wonderful. All right, before we get off into all that I have to talk about Goodwill, we want to learn a little bit about you. Where were you born? I was born in Buchanan, Michigan. Um, my wife uh, and I met in, in calculus class at Mississippi State. Um, I am a, a son of an um, Arkansas um, native. My mother was born in Batesville. My mother was a migrant worker until she was 13, and they used to go from Arkansas to Michigan following crops. And when they, a sharecropper? No, they were migrant workers. So they, they would pick cotton and, and, and uh, beans and move all the way to Michigan picking fruit at the end of the season. So they would follow oh, they the would harvest. Migrate. And they would migrate up and then come back to Arkansas. And they stayed. And um, they, my grandfather went to work in, uh, in a factory in Michigan. And my dad and mom met. They were from two farm towns close to each other. Uh, graduated high school. My mother... Um, made sure that I went to college. My sister and I both had that opportunity. Um, the family had a, my dad's family is a, it is a hardworking farming family. They had an agricultural trucking into a company and the opportunity was to drive a truck. And so he said he would co-sign on a truck and my mother put her foot down very soundly and said, no, I was gonna go to college. And I'm glad she did because she put me on the track that I'm on today. I bet you drove a truck in the summer um i learned how to drive a truck at uh, 13 i could drive a tractor much younger than that so your uh so did you grow up in batesville um no i grew up in michigan and yeah um, i kind of got lost there so your grandfather's from michigan my my mother's from batesville and then she moved to michigan at 13 there you go yes okay I yes get you. And then, so so you didn't ever live in Arkansas. Never lived in Arkansas. Always but, came to Arkansas. So when again, when we had the opportunity, my wife and I got married after uh, after college at Mississippi State, and and we've moved around the country. And the opportunity to leave our of we were working in Denver when the opportunity came to uh, come to Goodwill of Arkansas. Yeah, and let's let's talk about your living in Denver. What did you do in Denver, Colorado? I ran the emissions testing for the state of Colorado. How many so, employees did you have? We had, um, in Colorado, we tested a one, about 1 1.2 million cars a year. We had 18 stations, and we were about a $30 million operation. What's your degree, MBA? Mechanical engineering. I started in engineering out of college, and I had worked at a number of different companies, and I was working for a gentleman at Black & Decker in um, Hampstead, Maryland, and the opportunity came to move that operation to Charlotte. And I moved it to Charlotte as the project manager. And when we started the operation in Charlotte. How old were you then? Oh, goodness. Um, Christopher, Jonathan was a year old um, when we moved from Michigan the first time. He's my youngest. He would have been four. So I would have been. 26, um, 32. 32. So, so, okay, that's a good age to yes. move. So you moved to Charlotte at 32. I can see how you would get that much responsibility. You're past 30. Once you get past 30, yes. people will start looking at you a little different. All right, so you've moved to Charlotte. And I was the business team manager for Black & Decker. We, it was a, um, a, we did all of the accessories packaging for all of Black & Decker power tools, and we did it in the Charlotte location. And we had, um, 
we would cycle twice a year with number of people that we had as employees. How long did you stay at that job? I was there for two years. And then a job came up in Denver, Colorado? No, then a job came up in um, Dallas, Texas. So you're not afraid to move where the money is? Well, actually, I move where the opportunity is. Whatever you want to say. Um, (laughs) And it was, I would get phone calls um, from people who either knew me or knew of me, and they would ask me to come and work, and they would have an issue. Um, I went to uh, Texas to work for a company that was in telecom right mm-hmm. as the telecom crash was happening. Mm-hmm. And it was because they were they were in dire need of in, improving their operation. So they were breaking up Ma Bell? Um, no, we were actually a contract manufacturer making base stations for, tel- for cell phone towers. Oh. And so we were a contractor to Motorola, um, Ericsson, and the other contract, the other um companies that did the the so your work ethic is becoming known across the south now how did you so you're in texas now how long did you stay there um we were in texas for two years so your kids hate you let's just go ahead and say that yes um, we were when at black and decker we were on the 50 state and 50 year plan (laughs) and they hated family meetings When we would call a family meeting, they're like, oh, the moving trucks are coming. Oh, they know. <laughs> so they've, they've moved around. My son is, uh, my oldest is an engineer. He works in, da- in the Dallas area. Um, my daughter is a medical physicist going through her residency right now in Houston. And my youngest is starting at Euler as a uh, data analyst. They've got your work ethic. Yes, they do. So now you're in... Texas. Yes. And you get an offer to Denver? No, then I got an offer to run a lost foam foundry for Bombardier. Where's that? That is in the mountains of North Carolina. So we were between Asheville and Boone. And I lived, we lived there for two years. They were in a, a situation where they needed to um, repair some um, relationships, but also the operation needed a lot of help. It was not efficient and it wasn't effective. And mm-hmm. they were... Um, they were having uh, major issues in competing with Yamaha and with um, Suzuki and with Mercruiser. So it was Bombardier. So it, you're in an you're you're practically doing business MBA work now, even yes. though you're a mechanical engineer. Yes. So how long did you stay there? Um, we were there about two years. <laughs> that <laughs> seems to be the trend. <laughs> and then we moved to Dallas. And in Dallas, uh, back to Texas. Back to Texas. I worked for an eyeglass company. And we made, uh, it was Essilor. We are the, they're the largest um, manufacturer of lenses in the world. I read this online. How many pair of glasses do they make a day? 60,000 pairs of glasses a day in the U.S. In the U.S. That's a lot of people buying glasses. I had no idea there was even a demand for that. (laughs) And they, great technology. Um, I went in and um, I interviewed for a job and I was told by the, the manager that I wasn't getting it. Um, but he wanted to offer me another job. And I asked, okay, can I see the job description? He says, I'm writing it. And he sent me the job description and it was basically, um, very close to my resume just as a, as requirements. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did operations development. So I was sent, there were a hundred and over 140 laboratories that would make the lenses and they had the, they picked the, the worst 10, the worst 10 performers. And I let a, a cross functional team in to evaluate why they were not performing any better. Worked with them on developing the plan to turn it around. And so- 
Mm-hmm. You always go into the worst. You know, you don't want to mm-hmm. be the best and you don't want to be the worst. If you're the best, people want to come study you. Mm-hmm. And if you're the worst, people want to help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was that, that individual who was from corporate and I'm here to help. You're a good listener. If you can go into a company, I don't even know you that well, but if you can go into a company and turn it around, that means you're a good listener. He's nodding. It's radio, Brian. You can't <laughs> nod. Does your why are you, are you still married to the same lady? Yes, I am. Is she a saint? Very close to one, yes. She lonely? <laughs> well, <laughs> you so work all the time. When I was in the job in Texas for SLR, and that was um, over seven years, I traveled every week. So I would leave on Monday and come back on Friday. So she was raising three children, and our kids are were sophomore, senior, freshmen in high school, and then again in college. Um, so yes, so she was she was raising them, and I would come home on the weekends, and and we would communicate through the week. But it was very difficult. My daughter um, brought it up at the dining room table as a junior in high school that if uh, if I could be happy, she would move if I could be home. Oh. So we went to Denver, and her comment was, I didn't think you'd take me up on it, being home, uh, moving. So as a senior, she changed high schools. To be with her dad. And so that, again, an opportunity. She ended up staying with friends of ours uh, from a church in Dallas and stayed there and finished at her high school. My youngest graduated from uh, high school in, in uh, Denver. One thing bad about radio is you can't see people's faces. You were, that made you very emotional. I yes. love that story. I'm speaking today with Mr. Brian Marsh, President and CEO of Goodwill Industries of Arkansas, whose mission is changing lives through education, training, and employment. And I don't know how you got to Arkansas. How did that happen? Where are you working in Colorado? Well, I was working for uh, AirCare Colorado, which is the emissions testing. So they did all the oh, yeah, that's um, right. automotive uh, car emissions testing before you got your... Is that uh, a state agency? It is a state contractor. State contractor. So, okay. Um, actually, I had worked with Black & Decker. Um, we had worked with Goodwill in Maryland. So I knew what Goodwill was. Oh. I knew what Goodwill did. Um, Goodwill is one of the best kept secrets. We are a well-known brand. Everybody knows... Who Everybody. We are. Nobody knows what we are. Exactly. That's why I wanted you on. <laughs> yes. So I had the opportunity um, to come in as the chief operating officer, um, joined the organization in 2013 and uh, as a chief operating officer. And it was really, we're, we're a very well-run organization. We are um, one of the goodwills that is doing it right. And we always have, um, we were we went through a great, tremendous growth. And that was because when when our previous CEO got here, we only had a couple of stores. You're talking about in Arkansas. In Arkansas, mm-hmm. here in Arkansas. And so the the ground was fertile. So we ended up opening a number of stores in the state. I took the, the helm in November, uh, officially in November of 2017 as the president and CEO. And we're focused not as much on opening new stores as improving our operations. So we're doing Lean Sigma. We're doing Kaizen events. You're doing what? Kaizen events. What was the one you said right before that? Lean Sigma. So that is- I don't know what either one of those are. That is going in and continuous improvement. Lean? Lean Sigma. Sigma. Six Sigma, which is data-based. So we're trying to improve things by measuring and ensuring that we're improving. So we do Kaizen, which is, is, is a Japanese word for change for good. And it is um, it is done in um, the Toyota production system. So Toyota um, really made a lot of inroads in this 
um, with John Deming back in, I think it was the 70s, early 70s. And that's when Toyota changed from being a very poorly made, very cheap, very high affordable, maintenance. But high affordable. Maintenance, but, but affordable. Inexpensive. To a high quality. So it's improvement. So we're actually doing that now in our back rooms, in our process centers, so that we can be more efficient. So you're not trying to grow. You're we're, trying to improve. We're growing, but we're growing deliberately. Mm. And we're very measured. We, we analyze demographics. We, en- we ensure that we can get the donations that will make a store profitable and make it successful so that we can then take those profits and turn them into mission. So all the money we make goes to pay for our employees and then for our mission. The delivery of the mission is so important. So people think nonprofits, they think that it's just it's charity. It's not charity. It's a business operated to deliver to a social need. So that's what we do. How did you find out about this job opening in Arkansas? Um, actually knew the gentleman who is the CEO and uh, from, from a prior when we lived in Maryland. And so uh, the opportunity came up to come here as the chief operating officer. Came in, worked with them um, for four and a half years. Had the opportunity um, after he uh, left the organization to be the interim CEO. Uh, then was was appointed by the board as the president and CEO. And that was in November of 17. You had to 17. take a cut in pay to come here. Yes, ma'am. Why did you do that? Because I know what Goodwill does. You and were just I, at that place in your life? Yes. you do. For, I made a lot of people a lot of money as sh- yeah. shareholders for yeah. Black & Decker and Essilor and other companies. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a lot of intrinsic. Um, it is very fulfilling. We had a graduation Saturday of our Excel Center, our adult high school. We had mm-hmm. 18 um, adults cross the stage as graduates with their high school diploma, not a GED, but a high school diploma issued by the state of Arkansas. These are people whose dream, um, they, they, they dared to dream that they could be a high school graduate. From ages of what? From ages of, ni- our, our students are ages 19 to 64. So the opportunity, we changed the law, so the Excel Center. Okay. In 2015, we worked with legislators to change the law to allow adults in Arkansas to be educated, to gain there, their high school You mean there was, not, there was a law that would keep you from that? Yes. At 19, you aged out of the public school system. I had no idea. Yes. And so you could only get a GED. You could only get it. That was the only option, was a GED, before 2017 when we opened the school. So in 2015, we changed the law, and then we went about waiting for the, the rules and regulations to be built, and then we applied. So we are a and I, I know it's a terrible thing, we're a charter school, but we are the only public <laughs> charter okay. in the state of Arkansas that gets no public funding at this time. So we operate this school solely on the money earned from selling your donations. And you do more with the donations than sell them in your gift shop. I remember <laughs> hearing you talk about what you do with some of the stuff you can't sell. We, we try and, and ensure that we minimize our waste stream. And that means that we want everything to go to, we want to be a good steward of the donation. So when a donation comes to us, we want to squeeze everything we can out of it. So if, if we can't sell it in the store, um, then we turn around and work to sell it in our outlets. We have two outlets, one in um, Rogers and one here on Scott Hamilton. I thought and, you had 40 shows. 
We do, but we only have two outlets. We have we have 45 locations in the state. Those are more like drop-off locations and worker locations. Drop-off worker and retail stores. Do they train there? Where do, where they do, we, do. Where do we, and then, okay, train. And then we have career centers in our newer stores. So our newer footprint stores, our larger stores, have a career center where we work with individuals to try and help them gain skills and employment. So we work with them on on writing resumes and interview skills and and how to fill out a, a application online. What's the first thing you do when somebody comes to you and says, I need help? Find out where they are. In we here. have to meet them where they are. So first, what help do you need? Why do you need that help? What other underlying things are keeping you from being able to achieve your dream. And then we work with them to take those down. If you go on your website, which happens to be one of the best websites I've ever been on, it, I was like, this guy has crossed every T and dotted every I. Your website is so good. You can get deep in there. And I ended up looking at the page called Giving Arkansans a Second Chance. And I met Jeremy Evans. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy is a wonderful young man. Wonderful. Yes. At eight years old, he was incarcerated. It, it is. We have we have opportunities in 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 every state, but here in Arkansas, we have a large number of individuals who are coming out of incarceration, and they're given when you get out of an, when when you leave jail, you're given seventy five to a hundred dollars, and a bus ticket, and an appointment with your parole officer. And most people don't. Most of these people don't have family, do they? They they don't, or they have family, but that, it, it's a difficult situation because that's part of how they got where they were. So they need help. They need help re um, resetting themselves, but they also need help with that that reengagement into society, reengagement back with their families. Um, our recidivism rate in the state of Arkansas is around fifty percent. That means people that go back. Yes, ma'am. Well, Jeremy, in his interview that I watched, his video that I watched, he said that he was a bank robber. Uh, no, not no. Wait. Jeremy is. The, Jeremy was the bank robber. Yes. I'm sorry. Lionel Porter was the one who was incarcerated. I, I got those two gentlemen backwards. Lionel Porter was the one who was incarcerated at eight years old, and he's the one that said when he got arrested again in his late teens, it was a relief to him to have yes. a bed and a meal. And, and not have to worry about living on the street, living on the street. Yes. Jeremy Evans was the bank robber yes. who lost his job, lost his home. The bills were piling up. He was desperate. And he thought, well, I'll just go buy a hat and rob a bank. And he robbed five successfully. Yes. Or four. More than that. Or six. Yes. <laughs> and, and so these individuals, when they get out of incarceration, they really have, they, they have to make a decision. Are they, do they want to stay the person who went to jail, or that they want to be who they can be. So we have a, a number of programs. One is our transitional employment opportunities, which both of these gentlemen went through. Our recidivism rate for that program. What do you call that program again? It's our TEO, Transitional Employment Opportunities. Okay. Our recidivism rate for that program is less than 6%. It's a 16-week. It's very intensive, but it helps them. One, it helps them build those relationships. It helps them build the skills they need to build so that they can um, reintegrate in society, re-engage with their families. Um, and so 
going through that program, they go through their ups and downs, but sure. they go through it with us. And they're paid while they're going through this so that huh? they have they have income so that they can pay for those things that they have to pay for. They have fines. Um, they need to get their driver's license back. We help them with that. They need to get a bank account. They need to locate housing. Um, they need to re-engage with their families. So we help them during that period. And, and at the graduation of that, we help them find a job. Mm-hmm. Not all of them work for Goodwill. The majority don't stay with Goodwill and they go to work for that. other people. They do. Uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Mr. Brian Marsh, president and CEO of Goodwill Industries of Arkansas. He will tell us how they are working hard and overcoming some of the te- – well, he'll continue telling us how they're working hard and overcoming some of the toughest social problems facing America today. And I want to remind everyone that after each show's airing, a podcast is made available on all popular listening sites and YouTube. Flagandbanner.com is proud to sponsor Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. The Flagandbanner.com is so much more than a flag store. Housed in a 100-year-old building in downtown Little Rock, Arkansas, we offer an old-school shopping experience with free front door parking, friendly clerks, and department store variety. July 4th is right around the corner. Now is the time to decorate your home for the patriotic season. Freshen up your front porch with bunting, full fans, and flags. Bring your old flag into flagandbanner.com and receive $5 off a new one. While there, browse our rustic farm-to-table home decor, patriotic clothing, jewelry, party supplies, and summertime dishware. Add a pop of color to your walkway with our seasonal garden banners and door hangers. Can't make it downtown? Don't worry, the internet never closes. You can always browse our website 24-7 and live chat during office hours with customer service representatives that are eager to help you. And if online shopping isn't your thing, call our customer service experts, available by phone six days a week. Quality products, expert service, outrageous support. TheFlagandBanner.com. So much more than a flag store. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Mr. Brian Marsh, President and CEO of Goodwill Industries of Arkansas, whose mission is changing lives through education, training, and employment. We, Before the break, we have been talking about all the good works that Goodwill does, and I, w- I said I wish that sometimes radio was live because when Brian talks about those people graduating, I thought you were going to cry, Brian. Look, it's, it's emotional. It's, it's, it's emotional. We talked about how smart you are and how you could be doing anything in the world and how you have decided that this point in time in your life, it's about paying it forward. I totally get it. I totally get it. It's not your 30s when you're raising a family. No. But it's later. So we've talked about what's the first thing you do when someone comes to you and at Goodwill and you said you meet them where they are. We meet them where they are. We, we try and determine what is their current state, both physical, financial, emotional. What are they really looking for? And then we work to help them achieve. How do people get in touch with Goodwill if they need help? Most of the time it's through friends because nobody knows what Goodwill does. So it's someone who has, has had the opportunity of having the conversations as, as we have um, in the past, but also have, have been through a program or have been touched by Goodwill. So if you, if you go to Goodwill, if you mm-hmm. call Goodwill, um, if you go to our website, you have the opportunity to make that connection and then So you reach can out. go to your website? Yes, ma'am. So they can go to your website, 
peruse the website. Yes. See if there's anything they want because you took you have programs for getting your high school education. You have programs for uh, people that want to 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 get back into society after being a veteran, a veterans a for veteran. veterans yes. for for reintegration. So, how do you work with those people? It. it it depends. Right now, we're working with a group that is working to build a veterans village in um, the Pine Bluff area. And in that, we're working to provide those same sort of programs that we provide in the TEO program with, with soft skills. Um, as you mentioned at the beginning, the mental health aspects and yeah. and to help to engage so what we try and do is is remove the barriers but in order to remove the barriers we really have to build a relationship mm-hmm. because you have to know you have to communicate so it's building that communication so that what, allows what us to you, move forward you, what do you do every day how many hours do you work a week um we just had this conversation and I, i'm going to hold that close to the car, the vest in case my wife is listening but no <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's more than 40 yeah. Um, it's, it's a, it's a full, it's a full week. It's probably 24 seven. It probably never really leaves you. It's, it's, it's a lot, but we have great people. And so what does your day look like? You get to work. Cause I, I know you're not teaching them. You're not teaching no. the classes, your management, you're managing it. You're, you're making it lean. What was the word you used? Lean Kaizen. Sigma. And Kaizen, Kaizen. Yes. Uh, so what do you do when you get to work every day? Um, I, I start my day by trying to one, ensure that my my list is there. So I try and build a list of what I had either, either from the day before the things I didn't accomplish, um, the things that had come in on email. Um, I try to clear up my email um, queue so that it is as minimal as possible because I know I'll be getting a number of emails during the day. I sit down and, and usually spend some time with the other executive staff our CFO is in there early also, and so she and I get a little bit of time before the majority of the people come in to talk about how our day is going, how the business is running. Um, and then it is, um, it is spent engaging with, engaging with both public-private uh, partners um, in trying to determine what is needed, its opportunities. Um, we met with the governor two weeks ago to talk about funding for the Excel Center mm-hmm. and growth. We have over 300,000 Arkansans over the age of 25 without a high school diploma. In the state of Arkansas, over 300,000 adults without a high school diploma. Wow. We can't, we can't help that many individuals without having more schools. So it is how do we expand? So we're working with the governor and his staff on identifying funding that would allow us to expand the schools. Right now we have a school for 125 students. Um, we would like to see f- five schools for 350 students spread across the state in the next nine years. Those people become the 6,000 people that you placed in employment last year, over 6,000. Yes. They become taxpayers. Yes. And one of the girls that I watched a video of said that Goodwill gave her confidence. She had no confidence. It's amazing in the lives we touch, and and it it happens daily. The miracles, the the, the life changing experiences happening on a daily basis. And most of the and, and most of your money, I believe, ninety percent of it comes from your thrift shops, yes. your resale shops. Yes, and it's something like ninety percent. But there 96%. are ninety six percent, ninety six percent. But there are certain things you cannot donate to Goodwill. Yes, we we don't take um, we don't take. I'll say cribs, 
and 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 baby materials like that and the reason is there's so many recalls and the safety aspect and car we would, seats we don't want in car seats we don't want liability. to put something out there that then someone gets hurt with and the liability and the liability we don't take beds um it's a health issue and probably. it's a health issue um we don't take large tube tvs because we have to pay to get rid of them because the crt the large glass tubes you have to pay to to dispose of um, so we don't take those items um, but we take a, a majority of items that you have in the house um, we take those and as we were we were discussing before we do everything we can to squeeze everything we can out of that all the money we can oh yeah we never did finish that what do you do with, how do you squeeze the money i remember kind of hearing you talk we, about this you take stuff apart and if, sell parts yes if if things don't sell in the store so in our, our 30 plus stores across the state, then we take them to our, our two outlet centers and we try and sell it by the pound. So then if it doesn't sell by the pound, then we break it down into components. And that may be um, shoes, paired in single shoes. And yes, we have a vendor for single shoes. Um, they what? buy they buy the a, a Gaylord, which is a four by four by four box. They'll buy those full of single shoes. They're shipped to third world countries and people sort them to try and match up shoes that are similar because someone would rather have two shoes that are kind of alike than no shoes. Oh. So, so we, we squeeze everything we can. We cut the cords off of electrical equipment and we have a vendor that buys the cords. Strips it out for copper, I guess. Yes. And we, we take apart computer systems and, and, and components with that. So we do everything we can to try and minimize our waste stream. So what goes to the landfill so that we can maximize our opportunity and, and be good shepherds of the donations. So you started this year, the mental health. Yes. It's a, it's a mental health first aid. And so it is, it is how to respond when someone is having a, um, I don't want to say a breakdown, but but an an episode, an episode. And you just had a workshop. Yes, our first workshop. And who do you, so at first I thought this was for the mentally ill that needed to come in there and needed some help. But is no. it for them or is it for the, is it for employers like me that need to come in there yes. that work with, with people, with people, with people who just, you never know. Yes. It's, for, it's for employers. It's for, it's for anyone who engages with people. Because the opportunity, one of the things that we have a, a great need here in Arkansas, but across the U.S., is mental health professionals. But how do you handle that, that moment when the event is happening, when they're having an episode, and how do you de-escalate? And that's what this is really about. So we, we, we saw a need. Um, there are a number of positions, occupations that are more susceptible to being engaging with people that this may affect. Police, but police. they probably have their own. Police have their own, but teachers, hospitals have their own, but that's not necessarily available to the general public. Well, um, business owners, I've, business I've, owners. I've been around long enough that I kind of know how to de-escalate, but you do get sucked in when I was young. I could get sucked right in with, <laughs> with somebody going angry or whatever. Yes, yes. So, so we do, we do that. We also, we have a licensed trade school, so we're licensed in the state of Arkansas to offer different trades. So we have a forklift training. We are right now in the process of bringing online a large laser that's used to cut materials. 
and training CNC operators, so computer numerically controlled machines, and training the operators so that they can then go out and work for the businesses in the area that have need machine operators but can't find them. What do you think the number one reason is for people not being able to work? Is it generational poverty? Is it education? Education. It's education. It's education. One of the things that that we substance abuse. There's a huge substance abuse issue, but does education play into that? And it may not be the education of K through 12. It may be the education of the impact of of drugs. Um, It may be the education on how how to handle a situation where you're feeling depressed or you're having a mental episode, you're, you're having a mental health issue. So there's a lot of things that are coupled under that education umbrella. Do uh, do you see more men or women in your in, at Goodwill, or is it pretty split it's, down the middle? It's more women than men. Um, the school has a very, very high female-to-male ratio, and a lot of that is because they have either they drive – they have the opportunity in their situation today to come back um, and go to school. Um, we have, with the school, we have free childcare on site. Mm-hmm. We have, we help with transportation, so bus passes. Because our mm-hmm. job is to remove all barriers that kept them from, one, achieving their, their educational goals when they were in high school. Mm-hmm. But now that they're older, it's to take those barriers away. They get a life coach. I was about to say, it's almost like you need a parent. <laughs> well, they get a life coach, which is kind of like that. It's their it's their partner. It helps them with the life issues that they run into. Making good choices. Making good choices. Yeah. Where to get child care. What to do about um, budgeting, financial. Budgeting is huge. It is. So we teach finance courses. Um, and it's it's entry-level financial planning. It's, it's financial health. Um, and... We've seen enough impact by having this for the school that we're now doing this and we're in the process of the planning, but we're going to have life coaches for our employees so that they have someone they can talk to when it's not an HR issue and it's not a, a what hour do, when do you want me to come in and my job performance manager issue, but it's a life issue that they don't have someone to turn to and we're going we're gonna to provide that for our employees. What do you see for the future for Goodwill? Five schools in the state, educating adults. If if we had five schools in the state of Arkansas, we would see approximately fifteen hundred students every session um, with with the opportunity to get their high school diploma to earn that. And I was surprised when you told me only twenty five graduated this year. We have had twenty five graduates so far. So when someone comes to the school. Their first, their first thing that happens is they go through an orientation, and it's really to let them know how hard it's going to be, but what they're going to have to do. And then they, they're tested, and we're testing them to find out where they are because our school isn't time in the seat. It's mastery of the subject. So when we, we do that test, then we build an individualized study plan that will take them to their diploma. Because some of them have an education to the fifth grade. Um, some have an education to the second grade. And some go to the 10th grade. So yes, you have to customize every one of these. We, we had a student who just graduated who needed one credit in English to graduate. And that's what kept them from getting their high school diploma. But they were over 19. So in the past, they had no option. So now they have an option. If you haven't, if you didn't hear this before, 
Brian in 2015 yes. changed the laws. We worked with legislators to change the law to allow adults to be educated and earn their high school diploma. That prior to that, if you, you, you aged out at 19. Yes. And I there just, are a lot I'm of states. There are a lot of states that have that. I want to tell everybody that you're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Mr. Brian Marsh, President and CEO of Goodwill Industries of Arkansas, whose mission is changing lives through education, training, and employment. Uh, I also want to tell our listeners that if they have a great entrepreneurial story that they would like to share with me, that they could send a brief bio and their contact info to me at Carrie, K-E-R-R-Y, at flagandbanner.com, and someone will be in touch. Brian, any advice to someone who wants to follow in your footsteps and work at Goodwill? Come see us. Really? Um, are there yes. opportunities? There are opportunities at Goodwill. We, um, we're we actually right now working on um, developing a, well, we have developed a new plan for our employees that is a training and, and development uh, program. So we'll be hiring a training manager. So we'll be hiring a training manager to lead that for our 1,000 employees across the state. And you didn't come to Arkansas as the president. No. You came as? Chief operating officer. Yes. So you could start at any entry level at Goodwill and work your way up. Are there people that came to work for you that have never left? Yes. We have a gentleman who's been with us for 53 years. Um, He is a driver right now. He's a truck driver for us. Um, We have Jeremy. Um, you read about his story on, and watched his video. His his aspirations are were to be the vice president of workforce development, but he's changed that, and he wants my job. <laughs> and uh, and and he may have. I don't it. think anybody can take your job. You he may are have it. Too too special. It's um. It, we have a lot of opportunities. We always have opportunities in the organization. Um, we have some positions we call evergreen in retail. As you know, retail is a very tough environment. So yeah. they're evergreen. We're always hiring. But we also have jobs that are in our, our workforce development team. We have, um, we have jobs in our finance department that we're filling. Um, we're growing. When I joined in 13, we had, I think, 32 locations. We're now 45. We were employing 580 people. Now we're employing nearly a thousand people in the mm-hmm. state. Mm-hmm. So you can come to you can come to Goodwill to get training, to move on and move out if you want to. You can come to Goodwill and get training and stay there and yes. have a fulfilling life. Now, as with every good deed, there's always somebody gonna, you know, cut you down. Look, he's laughing. So I go online. I'm googling Goodwill, and, and you, you heard know, about Mark. Now who's Mark? Mark Coran. Which one's he? The Mark one in California? Mark is the one who is the president of CBO that and in of California? Goodwill that flies in on, an air, on a helicopter and yes, and makes millions of dollars. He's a, a one percenter. Yeah, no, no, it's not real. It's not even true. No, it's on I the internet. It's w- supposed to be. It, no, it's well, not. Well, I just thought he was probably. Uh, you know, there's always an exception to the rule. Not everybody can be perfect, and that he he probably was a fallen angel. But he that's not even it's true. It's not even true. Well, I did okay, and then I saw another one where a guy said that worked for Goodwill and he was disgruntled, which you know, there's always those employees, and he was ranting about how Goodwill sells everything instead of giving it away. And I thought, Well, right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, and 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 we have a lot of that. So one of the things people will fault Goodwill is you got it for free. 
Um, and, and our conversation then is, but this is what we do with it, and this is why we do what we do, and it's about the power of work. Um, as you mentioned, we put in, in our last fiscal year, um, we put over 6,300 people into jobs in the state. That's not working with Goodwill or for Goodwill. It's working for companies that we partner with. I wondered about that. I wondered if they were all working for you. Yeah. So that doesn't even count the ones that worked for you. The, the, the ones that work for us are a, a small percentage of that number. They're less than 5% if, if it's even 5%. 5% of that would be... Um, Only 5% stay of those at that, Goodwill? No, of those that we place oh. in that number. Okay. Um, so our, our focus is on finding you the job you want. And if the job you want is at Goodwill, then we'll work to help you find that. But really, it's it's what do you want to do? And and with our students, some of our students come to us for the high school. It's I don't want to be I'm, – I'm here at 35. I don't want to be here at 45. So what is your plan? And and getting the diploma isn't the end, and that isn't that is just the beginning. So we we work with them on what is your dream, what is your purpose, where are you going to go now, and whose life are you going to change? Because it's really about relationships. Brian, can I just tell your wife that I love you? No, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I, I'm, I hope everybody it. can hear you. I have a gift for you. It is a desk that I couldn't figure out. It's a U.S. flag and an Arkansas flag for your desk. I read about you and I thought, well, do I give him one from Colorado? Do I give him one from Carolina? Do I give him one from Texas? So you're just getting Arkansas. I'm an Arkansan. You really are. Yes. You love it here? Yes, I do. You know, we have a lot of people, transplants come on this radio show and they all say, I had no idea Arkansas was so nice. Well, we left Colorado. And when we left Colorado, we told people we were coming to Arkansas. And they said, you're going to leave this? Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. And so my question was, have you ever been to Arkansas? And most of them, no, I haven't. And, and, it's, it, it, and I said, and if you go, you'll know why Arkansas is a natural state. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Gray, who's our guest next week? Next week's guest is Mr. Gary Lay of GWL Advertising. Before we leave, I got to tell you that he is survivor of the nuclear missile silo fire of 1965 in Damascus, Arkansas. He's the only survivor. Yeah. Wow. He's going to tell us all about it. I want to say to everybody, thank you for spending time with us and that we hope you've heard or learned something today that's been inspiring or enlightening. And if you didn't hear it today, then you're never going to hear it because today was a great show. We hope, whatever it is, that uh, it will help you up your business, your independence, or your life. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. Subscribe to our podcasts wherever you like to listen by searching Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. Also, you may simply like flagandbanner.com's Facebook page to watch our live stream and receive timely notifications of upcoming guests.